combat divas. Stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. It's your girl TG and your girl Tanisha B. Hey, our in between segments are amazing. <laughs> like, I just rapped the entire song of Humble Mumble by Outkast. You know, I do that on my spare time. You She's know, a I whole just, stand. I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stand for Outkast. So, you know, whenever I can meet you, <laughs> I will meet you. Erica Badu, too, because, you know, she's got bars, too. We, we underestimate Erica Badu, but she's really? amazing. She is phenomenal. She one time said that she was fly, just like, or no, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm fly, <laughs> just like a rock, a stone, a tree, and I'm free. I mean, it was just like amazing. I could just float. Anyway. We are back, and we we heard the listeners, and they was like, "Give me another army episode." I was like, "Okay, cool, we can do that." And so we are today with another army episode, mm-hmm. army episode. Mm-hmm. Freaky, freaky. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, I for <laughs> one had some great times in in the army. I mean, I had fun. I've met friends and people that are going to be in my life for the rest of my life. And I am thankful for that. So I, 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 I am thankful for the army. When I joined, was I thankful thankful for the army? Not Absolutely not. <laughs> there was a smooth talking recruiter that recruiter that was like, "Hey, we'll give you twenty thousand dollars if you sign on the line." It's like, oh, 20 grand? Yeah, I give you twenty grand. Sure, why not?" Mm. We didn't discuss the rest, but it was just like, you know, twenty grand, okay. And I, I, I signed on the line and became a soldier. I remember the first day of basic training. Thinking to myself, like we were doing those uh, uh, flex your back, sag in the middle. And I remember sagging in the middle and looking up at the stars because it was about 4.30, 8 <laughs> in the morning. And looking up at the stars and like, why? How did I ever get into this mess? Yeah. And I did it for 10 years. But um, it, I mean, it wasn't that bad. No, it my, wasn't that great, <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. My recruiter was like, I'll give you uh, 100% to any state-funded school in Illinois. And I was like, yay. <laughs> and then I went through all the BS and finally got to school and realized, like, I fucking hate school. Yeah. So, that same, man. Yeah. Same. I was like, what did I do it for? And I, I, I don't know. Because you come back <laughs> home and you think oh. you're actually going to go to college, right? Because all that happens when you come back home is like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to be great. And but your mind is different after you come back out of basic training and advanced individual training. And even if you went to a duty station after that, after the duty station, when you come back home, you're not thinking about college the way you used to. No. Even when you go to college, you're older than everybody else at this point. Mentally, I think. Yeah. I mean, mentally, you you, you think different. And yeah. you, you're speaking in all jargon. I remember being in a, a English class once, and I was like, uh, yeah, because it was one day we went to Chow. Uh, child. Uh, how do I describe child? And it was a guy in the, in the back of the class. He was like, "Lunch." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, lunch. Thanks, man." Like in my mind, like I couldn't get it, but he was just like, "Duh, idiot." And I was just like, yeah, "You're right. I, I can't figure it out." So, uh, but the army made me who I am today. And uh, today we just gonna tell a few stories about you know what happened. I remember being in in basic training, and um. They gave us uh, a very small amount of time to consume our lunches and meals, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. 
And uh, we would go to the chow hall, and we had to go through the chow hall really, really strictly. I think we talked about it before. I'll have mashed potatoes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. More beef, please. Thank you. And like we would go through the line. <laughs> you had a sidestep. Yeah, sidestep <laughs> through the line. We would go sit down, and we had to wait till the last person sat down before we ate. You know, and they would say, let's eat, whatever your you know name was. Let's eat, Charlie. And we would respond, yes, drill sergeant. And we would sit down and we'd eat really quickly. And uh, I still have digestive problems. And so we would, we yeah. would eat really quickly. And I remember one, one day I was, I was eating and uh, really quickly, really quickly. And I, I began to choke, you know, because I was eating too fast. And I, I literally choked, like turned different colors type of choking. Oh, God. But I was so terrified of the drill sergeant that I was scared to tell him or tell anybody that I was choking. And so I spent seconds like trying to figure out if it was gonna go all the way down or come back up. So I was just trying to cough it back up and it wouldn't happen. I was like, okay, maybe I can swallow all the way down. It didn't happen. And then I was running out of time because I was choking. <laughs> <It was> dying. <laughs> I was choking. Oh literally. And somebody and I was trying to get people attention like around me, but everybody's looking down, trying to eat. Like everybody looking up, because you can't look up. And so uh finally somebody like kind of kind of glanced up a little bit and was like, God, like, are you choking? And I, I wanted to make the choking symbol, but I didn't want to aggravate the drill sergeant. So I was just like, "You're just gonna die in peace," because like, <laughs> you, you have to make that decision whether you're gonna, you're gonna speak up for yourself or you're gonna <laughs> die. Or, or die. Like, it's it's that intense in, in basic training. Like, they totally change your, your mindset, your lifestyle. And so finally, you know, I, I admitted that I was choking. Okay, yeah, something's going wrong. And and I got up and I, I like I hit the person next to me just to get everybody like. I slapped him. Like, okay, uh, it's, it's, it's going down. And it's like, oh, my gosh, she's choking. Like like that. And then the drill sergeant, somebody was a nurse in the, you know, in our battalion in, or in our little whatever. And they came over, gave me the Heimlich. You know, I spit it up or whatever. Everything was fine. And the funny part is the drill sergeant just came over and was like, good job, hero. You'll fucking die. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking die and miss a child. This is what not to do. And he just walked away. Like, that was it. It was the end of the conversation. Because he was a little, but in his mind, he was very relieved that he didn't have to do any fucking paperwork. <laughs> right. Whether to send you to the hospital or do any type of paperwork or sworn statements that's when all you he actually cared about. die on the floor. I'm sure that's all he cared about. But He was relieved, though. He was like, oh, thank God she fucking died. I but was choking. Like, oh, good job, hero. And it, it was dinner child. It was a hot child. And I was, I was eating something I usually don't eat. It was a chicken breast. And I st- to this day, I will not eat a chicken breast. <laughs> Because I feel like I might choke, so that's basic. You only eat dark, only dark I don't meat. Eat, huh? I don't eat white meat. I only I only eat dark meat, and that's part of the reason why. Right there, trauma. Yep, I almost died, oh and I was scared to say that I was dying. It was just like, <laughs> she's choking. What to do? What to do? And I'm sure the nurse that like saved me was like, oh, "Crap, do no harm." Okay, whatever. And like was trying to like help me, but the drill sergeant didn't help me at all. The drill sergeant was like, "Good job, hero." <laughs> Oh my god! You could have died right here. No, we we had those drill sergeants where uh, one person he was trying to go a wall, and he was like, "You're going the wrong way, dumbass!" Like as he was trying to he was trying to find a gate. Like he just he just decided like he just had oh it fucking like up to here with basic training. He had it up to here with the early mornings, late wow. nights, and being yelled at. So he decided right in the middle of our. Uh, physical fitness formation wow. while we out there doing the exercises that he was just going to take off. He was like, you want to get out of here? Why don't you just go away? Just run, run. And he wow. ran away. He was running. He was like, you're running the wrong way, dumbass. And he, he took was a literally run for it. running. He was like, the gate is that way. 
right. <laughs> but he wouldn't turn around to see which way he was pointing. You I, I just don't know. I can't remember if he came back or not. But I, I just was wondering, like, man, he's uh, he's, he's just so running. brave. <laughs> <laughs> he's so brave to try to get to out to try to get away because I didn't have the I didn't I just didn't have the courage. To just run away. Because I had to think about it. Most of us like, didn't. Where the fuck was I going to go? Where were you going to go and how were you going to recover from that? Like, if you ran at this point in time, like, what's next? You know, like, you, you have to think about the next step. You have nothing on you but your ID because you were required to carry your ID. You got everywhere. no money. Nothing. You got no no cash. You got no debit card, credit card. Back then, really, it wasn't no debit card, really. Like we, that. We had, no, we had debit card, but it's just mostly we would carry more cash than yeah. anything. It was different but, back then. It was like 10 years ago, too. Well, me, I was... 15 I, years ago. 16. Yeah, 16 years but, ago. It was different. Yeah, but I, where was you going to go? Like where, Nowhere. Where, <laughs> once you got to the gate, then what? You're still in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Too. Right. It depends on where you are. Like Fort Lindwood and them, but woods everywhere. Where and you, you don't go? live down the street. You don't live in the States. Like, where... <laughs> Where where are you going? Like you legit, live in Chicago. Hey, make a run for it. You ain't going nowhere. I'm just gonna call my mom. Like so, <laughs> I'm here. She was like, okay, so you might want to go back because I, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do. No, what you I want me a, to do? I had the police at my house. Exactly. So they gonna come get you. But now we, I mean, I, we can tell you like just so many stories. Like uh, when I got overseas, my first tour of duty, which I was. Freaking terrified when they first gave me my orders. I was I was 18 years old. Mm. I came out with the with the bright eyes after basic and advanced individual training. Like you was 18 going to Iraq. Yes. Wow. I, I was just like I'm so excited. I got I made it through. Woo! I made some good friends. I'm ready to go to school. And it was like yeah, not quite. <laughs> so to Iraq. I find myself overseas, <laughs> and then it got to the point where like our base, we were um, based in Iraq. We was uh, close to the Iraq International uh, Airport. They call mm-hmm. it, um, what's that, Baghdad International. So they call it Biop. Yeah, Biop. So we were, our base was there. So it was like in the thick of things in 2004. So we was literally about 500 meters from one of the towns, Abu Ghraib. And it was just, just terrible. So mm-hmm. they would literally launch mortars over to our base whenever they could, mm. as many times as they could. And they will always hit us around mealtime. And it got to the point where, we, like, I, I mean, me and other people, we got to the point, like, we just got fed up. And not fed up, like, all right, we're going to just start shooting over the wall. We're going to start, like, fed up with whenever we get attacked. So whenever we get attacked, we had to, once we hear the impact, first things first, you get down to the ground. Um, the people that's on watch at the gate, they sound the sirens. To let us know, like when everything stops dropping, to head to the nearest bunker. Right. So it got to the point where, like, they always hit around, hit us around meal times. We would hurry up, we would run to the bunkers, and we just be over there, just like sitting there for about like an hour, an hour and a half until they clear the whole base and everybody's right. accounted for it. And then they shut down the chow hall. So yeah. you're starving. You, you hungry. Get to eat. Yeah. It got to the point where we like, man, we ain't starving. We didn't hoard no food. We didn't. We couldn't just go out and get nothing. We just literally had to wait until the mm. next meal time. To the point where we got complacent to where I was like, man, fuck this. Like, I, I'm tired of starving. Okay, so it got to the point where whenever they hit us around mealtimes and I'm in the chow hall and as soon as they hit the, the initial booms, you hear it. I get down to the ground and they're like, all right, everybody head to the bunkers. I'm the one. I was, I'm like, I'm grabbing my weapon. I'm grabbing my plates. I'm grabbing my Your rolls. Plate. 
<laughs> I'm grabbing my drink. I'm grabbing my chip. Whatever it is I had with my meal yeah. coming from the chow line. You be starving. I was running right to the bunker with it. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the bunker and everybody else looking like, oh, I'm so tired of this. And I'm over here like, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eat my food. <laughs> and they looking at me like, really? I'm like, uh, really? I'm tired of starving. I'm over here cutting up my pancakes yeah. and stuff, still eating my bacon. Wow. You know, with my orange juice. I, I didn't give a shit. I was, I was hungry. Like, POS. Uh, how? I, I was a, I was a no. very full POS at the time then. Yeah. You, I was at least you ate. Eight, everybody else didn't eat. I was hungry. That's their fault. If they didn't want to grab their meal and you know, <laughs> yeah. head to the bunkers because we're going to be there for a while. They know the routine. Man, that's rough, man. I yeah. mean, think about it. I mean, that's rough. I would hate to be bombed around mealtime because, I mean, I had two good meals throughout the week. We had Mongolian night. Well, it was like, you know, this Mongolian stir fry, and it was great. And I was like, nah, you know, I got to eat my Mongolian meal. And (laughs) it was surf and turf night where it was like seafood and some type of, you know, steak or whatever. And, I mean, it was a great night. So, it was just like, nah. You know, if dinner child is happening, and and that I'm not leaving the child hall. Yeah. Like, Uh, I'm going to eat my food. So, you stayed? I stayed in the child hall. It was like, everybody to the bunker. And you stayed? I was like, Nah. Oh, but I'm, I'm the POS for running. It took, I, I went to safety with my like, I just got these fried shrimps. What you want me to do with this? Nah. Take it, <laughs> take it with Need you. these fried shrimps. I put more A1 sauce on my food and I just ate. I mean, we it, it got to the point where we got we got hit so much to where it was like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. <laughs> right. And you do feel <laughs> like, like you that after care. a while. I mean, after a while, you don't even go to the bunker no more. You hear the, <laughs> you hear the sirens and you're just like, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, because you realize, first of all, the Iraqis can't shoot for shit. So it's just like, ah. These <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers can't shoot at all. Like, they keep missing the base. They keep missing, you know, spots and shit like that. Like, they're not they're not, like a, they're not a dead-on shot. And they would hit around meal times because they were hoping to catch the a most mass, casualty. Yeah, a mass and casualty. And they never... It, it, Fuckers. <laughs> For for our base, I can't say I can't speak to any other base where anybody else was deployed, but for our base, it just didn't work out in their favor. Yeah, um, they would get um, us in spurts to where one time we was doing a convoy brief, and it was two platoons out there. Was matter of fact, like half over half the company was out there because everybody was um, doing their briefs, um, getting ready for different missions, and we had like the worst attack yet. Oh, wow. And then they just started lobbing stuff over. Like we had a guy, he lost an eye. Oh, my we had goodness. a person that still had shrapnel, mm. you know, in their um, kind of like in that rib area. Like right now today, like it's just it was just it was a mess. Um, and then we had two we had two casualties. Mm. We had two people that like that lost their lives that day on that base, and it was just it was just a mess. Right. So that was probably like the worst, you know, by far like the worst attack that we had. Yeah. The most one of the most memorable, but I would say the second most memorable. But the first most memorable was when um, I was standing there, like right after uh, lunch chow, and we were attacked. And that was the very first attack, and I was just completely just stunned. I'm like, now nah, I was from the you know from the hood, from the projects, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I know gunshots, but I don't know ground shaking mortars, yeah, bombs falling from different. the sky. And I remember. The person next to me, like he, uh, just his voice alone just saved my life when he told me to get down because I was literally standing there, like looking to the sky. I could see the clouds. I could see how mm. clear this, like, just the air was, the sun, the everything. I can just see the picture, like in my mind right now. Yeah. And I heard him say, "Get down!" I got down, and then in the distance, because I was deployed with my brother. In the distance, like my That's brother crazy. was next to me, and next thing I know, I see this man. 
running across the the courtyard area and I'm just seeing him running. I'm like, oh, so in my mind, I'm like a little kid again. Like, I got to follow my big brother. Uh, yeah. Like, where is he going? Like, he's <laughs> running and he just, in my mind, he just dove into the underground He was, he bunker, was heroic. Like, like, just straight, like a straight, like he was diving into a pool. Like, he just dove <laughs> right into the bunker. And I was just like, oh, I got to follow my brother. And I think the I think the mortars were still hidden because I was running and the ground shook. I dropped my glasses. I picked my glasses up. I dropped my weapon. I was, oh, I was just wow. struggling. Like, yeah. I, I just looked like I was such a total klutz. Yeah. Just running. And then I fell into the bunker right next to him. And then to find out later, I was like, man, I just remember you just, just dove in. He was like, yeah, I fell. Oh, wow. <laughs> he actually fell into the foxhole. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I tripped. And I was like, man, so I don't know what I was, what kind of vision that I had in my mind to where I just saw like he just had like just something like Rambo arrow just ooh like so smooth dove into there like like he was just diving out of the way. I'm like, I don't know, but he was like, yeah, I tripped. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I see? You saw what you needed to see to live that day. To, yeah, to run after him. Yeah. I was like, I had to, I had to go after my brother. I'm like, obviously everything's cool. My brother's going. I got to yeah. follow my brother. And yeah, he fell. It's, man, that's that incredible. Just... Like you, you, you see what you gotta see to to make it. <laughs> to I make was it. Like I gotta follow him. Man, I, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely hear. You. I remember this one time in Afghanistan. So, so there was this one time at band camp, <laughs> uh, in Afghanistan. We was on mission. I mean, we went out on a mission every day. You know, we were a part of the police mentoring team. We had to go out every day outside the wire. And we was on a you know convoy or whatever, and it was a blizzard this day because it snows a lot in Afghanistan during the winter, like it's crazy. And we were going up a mountain, right? And so the left of me, I was driving, I was the, I was the driver at this this time. <laughs> the left of me was you know the the mountain, the actual rock, and to the right of me was this steep drop off. Like if we would have oh. went off the cliff, like it was a cliff. And it was like really, really steep. And it was like, I don't even know where it ended. Like if you fall off the cliff, fuck it. bye-bye. You're done. Yeah. And it was a blizzard. And so we're driving a Humvee, which is not stable. So we fishtailing because apparently I don't know how to drive. So it's all over the place. Oh, my God. And so I end up getting scared as hell. I'm just like shaking, like trying to drive, holding my breath like, <sighs> you know, because you got the TC in the vehicle with you in the Humvee and I got the gunner. So like I'm responsible for these people at this point in time. But I'm an E4. I don't know shit. So I'm driving up the side of a mountain, the fishtailing, and I remember just holding my breath and I got so scared driving up the side of this mountain that I literally peed on myself. Like pee, was, pee came out. It was it. It was over. So I peed on myself and a transparent moment, because don't nobody else know the story. I didn't know. Uh Literally peed on myself, but I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, it, I just got to get everybody alive up the mountain. Like, once we get up there, I'll figure it out. Like, so, so we get up the mountain, I'm fishtailing, you know, finally we all make it. I'm just so happy to be there. I don't even know what to do. We make it. I was like, oh shit, it's snowing, you know, because you think fast when you're a soldier. Like, it's snowing. So if I sit in the snow, it's going to look like, you know, the snow made me wet and not pee. And so, like, I just, you know, sat in the snow for a minute and I was like, oh, damn it, this snow. And like my, my uniform was wet, like in all the right places, so it was just it, it made it happen. But I was scared to death, a because other scared people lied to me. It, it literally, literally, literally scared the piss out of me. And uh, I remember, like, it, only one per, uh, one other person knew the story before today. Uh, and uh, now, you know, other people know it. But like, he tried to talk me through it. Like, and he really did help me. He was like, 
I see you stop breathing. Like, I need you to breathe and keep driving. But, like, I kept fishtailing out of control. Like, like to the back of my vehicle, it kept, like, going to, towards the cliff. It was really, really rough. I felt sorry for the gunner. Like, if I was the gunner, I would have pissed my pants. But it probably would have pissed on you. Like, yeah, because you seeing it from a different level. Like, you see the drop off as a gunner. Like, you can look you, over and be like, you, oh, shit. Well, you probably, did you check him when you all got a chance to get to your fire desert? Because he, he probably sat in the snow, too. He, he might have. I was brave at this. I took his place at the gunner afterwards because I, I sat up there in the, in the oh gunner's my. hatch. But, I, yeah, I it, was, uh, it was pretty rough. Like, it was like a, a really... I have never been, talk about the pucker factor. I have never been more puckered up in my entire life than to thinking I'm about to drop off a cliff. Like, I could take mortar rounds a little bit better. I could take fucking uh, shots, you know, fired, you know, but I can't take that, like, to keep falling off a cliff. Because, I mean, I get nervous. You go go to the top of uh, the Sears Tower and you get close to the window and you be like, oh, you get mm-hmm. that, like, your knees kind of quiver a little That's bit. That, yeah. But imagine, like, you literally, like, on the edge of death. Seeing the cliff like that. Like, I it was, Afghanistan, it's nothing but mountains and cliffs. Like, everything is a drop off. So, like, I mean, seeing that and, and driving up, I mean, it was, it was one of the most, the, to this day, the the most scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, the most frightening, I would say. It gave oh. me such a scare. <laughs> it gave you yeah. a fright. It gave it gave me a fright. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so speaking of like, there's near, the uncomfortable sad, sarcasm every time you talk about something deathly. But go ahead, I'm, I'm listening. But no, the the near pooping factor, like when uh, <laughs> we was on a convoy. And I had a a driver, and I had to be the the truck commander as a as an NCO as a sergeant, and then the, your driver is more than likely uh, a specialist or below. Yeah. So I'm I'm the I'm the 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 TC. I'm the truck commander, and my NCO. driver, he's he's like he's just ready for action. Like this is his first tour. <laughs> this is my second one, and I'm looking like, yep, no action is good. Like yeah. no action is good action to right, me. Right. Exactly. Because I just want to get home. Because I was like, I'm all actioned out I'm all gunned out like I I hadn't seen it in my mind I'm like I've seen it all my first deployment right and I was like no I'm good I just want to coast through this let's just get a regular mission going let's just like hey we make it from point A to point B we're good yeah but nope I had a, a, a action seeking driver to where every time he was like I feel it B I feel it and he would just <laughs> cut it. on his camera so every time he would cut on his camera like we going down like a dark road to where it's wow. just so eerie he's like no I feel it in my soul I feel it in my soul oh my B God. I was like no I don't need you to feel it That'd be I need very you to stop frightening. Yeah. please turn your camera off I, I don't want like I would get anxious every time because I was like wait what is he feeling because I'm not feeling it I'm feeling <laughs> good vibes I feel like we gonna make it right. he feeling like no nah, it's just not gonna happen we right. gonna see some action so it was one instance to where we were attacked mm. and they hit our, um, we had, we would do missions with different companies. Mm-hmm. So we had, everybody had their role. We was transportation. We were transporting things from, and then we was also escorting other nationals to, to the base. They had loads and we had our gunners, like we had our gun trucks. Mm. So our, one of our gun trucks was hit and was set completely on fire. So we had to do like a, a hasty stop somewhere further down the road. Mm-hmm. And here goes my drive. He was like, man, I knew it was going to happen. I felt it in my oh, soul. Wow. B. He had his camera on. So we just at a halt. So he just in his truck. He just, he just antsy. I'm like, look, I need you to relax. 
I need you yeah. to relax because if you don't relax, I can't relax. Because right. I was like, and in my mind, I was like, okay, at this time, like I had a one year old at home. I was like, I just, I just want to go home. Yeah, make it home to your kids. Else. Yeah. And then they said that our convoy um, assistant, uh, assistant convoy commander. Got out the truck. So I'm over here, like, I'm on the, M- the MTS. I'm over here typing, make sure all the trucks is good. Mm. And he, they was like, Papa P hops out the truck. <laughs> oh, Papa P, he's on ground. <laughs> oh, like, all over the radio. And I was just like, no, get back in your truck. Because yeah, your truck is no. the safest place to be. Up armor, you know. No. And then I got logs. And then my, my driver, he was like, man, no, no, I feel it. So he, he hops got out. out the truck. God and I was like, what it. the fuck are you doing? Right. Get back in the truck. He was like, no. No, it's going down, B. It's going down. <laughs> we got to get him. And I was just like, no, no, we don't. We don't have to get him. We can just, we just drive away. We right. just drive away. Just start the truck. All right. Just start the truck. So everything was all clear. Because he was like, what's up, motherfucker? Like, he, <laughs> I thought he saw somebody. Yeah, he was a white guy. And I was like, who, who did he see? He was like, what's up? I was like, who's, who are you talking to? Right. Who's out there? I, I'm pulling my <laughs> pulling my charger handle. I'm like I'm I'm loading up. I'm like because oh I already God. have a, a active magazine in my re- in my weapon, and I just charge it. Like who who does he see? Right. Who does he? Oh, so is he the mirror them? Is he the mirror them? He, he was like, what's rock. up? He was like they ran. They ran. I was. He got back in the truck, and I was like. Yeah, I almost shit myself. It's 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 really scary. I, I just and remember wanting to go home. I never wanted to go home no more yeah. in that moment than ever. I like Damn. I just I just want to be. Click finger. I just want to go home. Like, that I just want to be very difficult. I just want to be at home. Oh, you had those dreams to where you dream that you're at home, and then yeah. you wake up and you still there, and you see the shit, and you like, and that's the start of a bad day. That's yeah. It's always the start. Of that a bad day. is really. Real. I can't even imagine being in the heat of the moment <sighs> like that. Like the heat of the battle. Like shit's going down, yeah. and like you got to make quick decisions and stuff like that. Like it is very very rough, and and being a, I mean, just even male or female, no matter who you are. In the heat of the battle, you just you want to aid. You just you thinking about getting home, but you're thinking about the people who you dealt with, and you want to keep them safe too. Man. And so it's it's a fine line in, in helping you know them, and also thinking about getting home safe. Yes, and that definitely. is very very uh, tough to do, and it's more than people you know think. You know, people think it's kind of like you know, oh, you know, females. I hear this all the time. You know, you're a female. You went on the front line. You know, there is no front line no. at this point. Like, all the lines are blurred, and we're just trying to make it. Like, there is no male or female. There's no, it's not the Revolutionary War where we, we at a line, and it's time to stand off, and this person charges, and this group charges, and we meet in the middle. Like, no. No. No, we Definitely are, not. you all know. All in it together. Yeah, we all in it together, and we fighting an enemy that we can't see. They all look alike. And, you know, trying to navigate those muddy waters of, you know, helping the ones that that need our help, like the Afghan police, the Afghan, you know, military, Iraqi police, Af- Iraqi military, trying to mm-hmm. figure out the ones who are good and bad. It's a very fine line. Yeah. And I'm like, we lose, and we ain't just lose men. So it's like when yeah, they say, men and women. Um, you know, women, you all wasn't on the front lines. And I'm like, well, then what lines were we on? Because exactly. our females lost their lives too. A lot we of them. We had one that she was on mission and she had a young four or five year old daughter, you know, at home. And she's on the mission, you know, doing her, just doing her thing for the, for the country. And yeah. she lost her life. The person that was in the truck with her, they they didn't. But she did. Yeah. And we were all doing the same mission, all transporting, doing what we were, you know, commissioned to, you know, to do. And yeah. she lost her life in the heat of it. And 
it's just it's not just you know male and female. It's all of us. It was all yeah. one team, one team, one, one fight, fight. Yeah. and you know it's it's just bad all across the board. Like we make the ultimate sacrifices Absolutely. going over there. Absolutely, and we did. I, I, there's a picture on our Instagram page that, that has raised a lot of questions. When me and Tanisha are holding up our M4 uh, uh, assault rifles and we're full of dirt, you know, from head to toe pretty much, um, and I'll explain what happened that day. On that day, we were training to get ready to go to Iraq, mm-hmm. and um, for, for maybe like four days straight, we were just like not sleeping. Pretty much, we we got up at zero four. You know, eight child went to train, trained all day. You know, went to sleep at maybe zero one, zero two. Got right back up at zero four. Did it all over again, mm-hmm. right? So we was exhausted on this particular day, and uh, on this particular day, I don't even know what the training actually was for. Maybe team building or some sort. Mm-hmm. But it was like this big mud pit, and Man. like we had to low crawl throughout the mud pit. And, and low crawling is like your face is actually in the mud. And you 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 like kind of like pushing yourself forward with your weight. It's pretty, you know, miserable. Yeah. But you had to mo- 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 you know low crawl through this muddy pit and go over a wall and blah blah. It was a big obstacle course. Yeah. Now all of us had to do it, you know. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, we were completely tired, like to the point we wanted to fall out, and like we couldn't because you got to have enough motivation, especially as NCOs. Like you got to be the face of the organization, so you like like oh come on you can do it let's go oh oh let's go and one, got an one, ounce two. of energy in your yeah. body but you gotta go but you gotta be a leader you know because your soldiers ain't gonna go if you ain't gonna go right so like you gotta be the first one in first in last out type of thing right yep. so we first in right all right let's go let's go let's go and I'm, I'm the queen of motivation motivation baby i will <laughs> i will motivate you honey through battle okay be so you be like I she started said, let's to, go we yeah going. i started to like scream let's go lost my voice you know i'm ready so we get to the end of it. everybody that made it through, you know, for the most part, and you know everything good. We're we're all muddy and filthy, and we still, you know. So that's, the picture came in where we smiling, you know, in the in the midst of faking motivation because yeah. I was exhausted. I was ready to pass out, but like you can't because everybody else is counting <laughs> on you. So like we just kept going, and it was two ticks on me that night. And when we did our body battle buddy check, which is you check your battle buddy for ticks, right at the end of the day. And uh, it was like it was like midnight, and we all after the shower, we all checked each other like, oh, oh they gonna tick battle. I forget who found a ba- uh, tick on me, but somebody found a tick on me and uh, like took it out. It was on my my ankle. Well, I guess my I don't I wasn't tucked in enough. I don't know, but it was anyway. It was a tick on my ankle. You know, for the earlier that day, finally got the tick off, burned it out of me or whatever. And uh, mm. yeah, I had a good night's rest until <laughs> zero four. We did it all over again the yeah. next day. It's like you, you never. That's really the backstory to that picture. <laughs> It's like you never really know the capabilities of your body until it's it's challenged in a way. Yeah. Like it it really challenged you to be like, nah, I could never do this, I can never do that until you're in it and you're doing it. And then at the end of the day you look back at what you did and it's just like, Man, I did that. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, I don't understand where that energy came from to do that, but I We got it I done. Did that. Man, we got it done. We so, thought basic was bad and we went through that. And yeah. It was just like that was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. You had no MREs options. every day. I mean, it was pretty rough. So uh, I, I commend us ourselves on, on that uh, and with a job real well done. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, shout out to all our battle buddies that was with us and that's currently still now going through mold, you know, pre mold and, and, and actually it. overseas going through the same thing. Like you know, you could do it. You can make it through. I mean, we did it, and uh, you know, 
it's a process. We gotta do, gotta get it done. Yeah. So, which of these stories were your favorite stories of us overseas or transitioning to overseas or, or in basic training? Your own. Yeah. If you got something on your favorite story, like let us know. Email us. DM us. Let us know what you think. Tanisha B. How can you they reach us? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube. Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com. Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas.